Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of The Jared White Show, recorded August 20th, 2019. I'm your host, Jared White, and I invite you to join me in a curated celebration of the art form that is the web. Well, it's the middle of summer. Lots of people are traveling. Lots of people are out and about. And that sort of thing is not always compatible with the never-ending, never-ceasing schedules of content creation. (laughs) Uh, Seeing some folks on Twitter kind of fake complaining about how they're off their posting game because of their travels and summer activities. And, you know, it's one of those things you kind of have to, you kind of have to resolve in your mind that you can do one of two things. You can spend an hour combing Twitter looking for things to retweet, or you can go outside and go hiking. So as for me, I've been prioritizing the latter. And so that's why this podcast and a number of other things have somewhat fallen by the wayside. But I'm trying to get back in the game here. Uh, I actually just recently returned from a road trip through Central Oregon, which was very exciting. I'd never been to the area around Bend and the Three Sisters and Sisters, Oregon, which is a super cute little town. I was not expecting it to be that awesome. I actually really liked Bend as well. So uh, highly recommend that whole area of Central Oregon if you're looking for a road trip somewhere on the West Coast. Uh, Another interesting thing about this particular journey is this is really the first time I've been away from my office with just my iPad Pro and actually getting work done just on my iPad Pro. No, No Macs in tow. So yeah, it was, it was a good chance to put the latest iPad OS 13 beta through its paces. And while there's definitely some, some funky little things going on with the iPad OS beta still, even the latest one, uh, overall, it's really a good experience. It's really uh, been, been fun to, to use all the latest features, um, having, having real Safari, quote unquote, instead of mobile Safari. Uh, has been really awesome. Uh, and another thing I've been impressed by is the quality of Wi-Fi at a lot of cafes and various places has really gotten better, as has AT&T's cell network. So pretty much anywhere I went, whether I used Wi-Fi or just my own iPhone as a personal hotspot, uh, I got good internet connectivity. So that was really exciting. In, in fact, <laughs> I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I was actually hiking up near the top of Black Butte, and uh, I realized that uh, I wouldn't be able to get back down the mountain in time for a business meeting. Uh, so I just uh, found a bench and fired up Zoom and uh, had, a, had a conference call with a, with a client and uh, got some work done there with just using the the cell network, which actually was, you know, (laughs) it was pretty amazing that it worked. And uh, yeah, so I was just sitting there looking at this gorgeous wilderness landscape and working on internet stuff. (laughs) The wonders of modern technology. So all that to say, I had a fun road trip. I can't wait until next month when I'm planning another little trip. And so, uh, yeah, this this new sort of 
on-the-road lifestyle with just my iPad Pro is pretty sweet. Uh, a lot of people ask me as soon as I say I'm getting actual <laughs> real work done as a web developer on my iPad. They're like, well, how can you do that? And the answer is uh, I, uh, I have both my Mac laptop at home uh, and my virtual private server running over at DigitalOcean uh, set up so that I can uh, use a terminal app on my iPad. Termius, I believe it's called. Uh, I can use uh, that app to connect to a terminal on either my Mac laptop or my virtual private server. Uh, I can use uh, an app called Buffer, which is a text editor that can connect to remote servers via SSH or SFTP. Uh, I even have screens set up so that I can remote log into my Macs at my office and control stuff there and test something in a web browser there if I need to. So really, even though I don't have anything, you know, running per se on my iPad as far as web development goes, because you can't really do that. You can't run a web server or a database server or drop down to the terminal directly on your iPad. But you can remotely connect to other machines that do, and that kind of gets you 90% of the way there if you set things up right. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm doing, and it's been pretty cool. I'm also trying out a new format for this podcast where I basically just have one main topic. I don't bounce around between a bunch of different topics, so it'll keep the episode lengths a little shorter. It'll make it easier to edit. It'll also make it more likely that I record a podcast more frequently because it will be less work per episode, which right now at this point of time works for me. So today's main topic is the recent purchase of Tumblr by Automatic. Automatic is the company that runs WordPress.com, so that it, that is not the open source WordPress project that is a commercial hosted version of WordPress. And of course, a lot of the people that have worked on the WordPress open source project uh, are people that work at Automatic, including, of course, Matt Mullenweg, sort of the the uh, top dog of the WordPress ecosystem. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, interviews, a lot of conversations with Automatic's CEO, Matt Mullenweg, about this purchase. There's a really good interview over at The Verge. I'll have that link in the show notes where he talks about what his vision is for Tumblr. Uh, but basically, long story short, Tumblr got purchased a few years ago by Yahoo. It was a, a really big deal at the time, like... I don't know, over a billion dollar purchase price, I believe. And Marissa Mayer uh, put that whole deal together when she was CEO of Yahoo. And then, of course, a few years later, Yahoo's gone through all kinds of uh, being bought up by other companies and transitions and pieces getting sold off and all these different things. That's how Flickr ended up at Smug Mug. We covered that a while back in a previous episode. I'll have that link in the show notes as well, where we talk about uh, the fact that SmugMug acquired Flickr, and um, they're doing a good job at revitalizing that platform. And now it looks like Automatic will be uh, trying to revitalize Tumblr and kind of uh, get that back into, whipped back into shape as a more independent, forward-looking platform instead of just some withering arm of a giant conglomerate somewhere else. So this begs the question, are we witnessing Web 2.0 reborn? 
because Flickr and Tumblr were both really big parts of the whole phenomenon that was called Web 2.0. Back in the early 2000s, there was this sort of sense that the web was evolving into this new kind of uh, user content-derived uh, mecca for, for sharing and for content creation. You know, it was, it was really the early days. So, you know, platforms like MySpace had become big, and then platforms like Flickr came along, Tumblr came along for all this cool microblogging kind of stuff you could do. And everyone was really excited about this new usage of the web. This was sort of pre-mobile, pre-iPhone. And in many respects, what happened is the iPhone came along, the whole smartphone revolution happened, and some companies were able to make that transition successfully. In fact, some benefited from it. I think Twitter is a good example of a company that actually really benefited from this new smartphone revolution because Twitter was all about these short messages. In fact, it started basically as an alternative to SMS. And so, uh, so companies like Twitter and Facebook were able to make this transition to the new mobile era. And other companies like Flickr, like Tumblr, did not weather that storm well. And that's really why we saw their decline happen. And, uh, you know, you could also argue mismanagement in one way or another uh, led to those platforms going into decline and other platforms rising up like Instagram and whatever. But, uh, but now we see something interesting happening. We're seeing uh, companies that are, that are successful, independent companies like SmugMug for photographers or Automatic for bloggers and, and other website usages that uh, are based on WordPress. We're seeing these companies you know, get a good deal on <laughs> old Web 2.0 stalwarts like Flickr or Tumblr, and they're trying to, you know, Give them a, a new a new spit and polish, a, a renaissance, if you will. And uh, I think this is fascinating. I'm very curious to see over the next couple years uh, how Flickr does, how Tumblr does. You know, can can these platforms survive in a more independent, open web sort of ethos? Uh, are they able to <laughs> maintain their own against the the juggernauts of Facebook and Twitter? It's sort of a classic David versus Goliath moment here. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it will be very interesting to see. Uh, my, my prediction, if, if, if you ask me to, to make a prediction, here, here it is. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think uh, Tumblr will do well. I think Flickr will do well. I don't think they'll grow very fast. Maybe they won't grow much at all. But I think they won't keep shrinking. You know, they'll kind of get to a place of equilibrium. And more importantly, I think their parent companies are going to do a good job of monetizing these platforms in a way that's not creepy, that's not based on, you know, this surveillance capitalism sort of model. You know, with, with Flickr, you, you pay a small amount for a pro account and you get all the features. I think they'll do the same thing at Tumblr. You know, you'll pay for Tumblr Pro and get all the features. I think a lot of people do that. Uh, honestly, with, with this whole thing, I'm actually kind of tempted to set up something at Tumblr in the near future. Uh, I had a, a blog for a short while. Uh, this was ages ago, like I want to say like 10 years ago or so. 
I had a blog for a short while on Tumblr. Ended up closing it down because, you know, I've always been, <laughs> I've always been the kind of person that wants to maintain my own tech. And, you know, I really wanted to use WordPress or something else, uh, more recently Jekyll, to power my blog. But, um, but Tumblr is interesting, you know, the, the model it, it, it sort of brought to public awareness where you could post a short bit of text, you could post a photo, you could post a video. I, I think so. I think they've had video support. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. But anyway, uh, post some kind of embed like SoundCloud or something. So the idea that you could just post these little bits of things and, you know, it, it's a very lightweight style of blogging. Um, Tumblr really pioneered that and then everyone else kind of copied it in various ways. Uh, so I'd love to see Tumblr sort of recapture the crown, as it were, of of uh, how to do microblogging. Uh, through a, a centralized platform, but one that is not creepy and terrible. Um, it's going to be it's going to be quite the ride, I think. Uh, Automatics CEO Matt Mullenweg has done a really good job in his interviews, kind of laying out why Automatic purchased Tumblr and and what they're hoping to get out of this this new acquisition. Uh, so check out that link in the show notes. And that is all for today's topic. And now I feel weird. <laughs> I feel weird closing the show after only one topic. So I will think of another topic. One moment, please. And today's bonus topic is a little technique I've been using lately to manage my time uh, and to kind of uh, orient myself around progress on a day-to-day basis in my work. Uh, And that is that um, in my app that I use for journaling called Day One, I I think a lot of people use Day One on iOS and Mac platforms. It's a great app. Um, I'm using day one for a variety of things. Most of those are not business related, but I do use it occasionally for business stuff. And what I've been doing lately is I created a separate notebook in day one called Captain's Log. (laughs) And I create new entries in the Captain's Log notebook. And yes, this is obviously a hat tip to Star Trek. uh, But basically in each Captain's Log note that I create, I, co- I sort of comment on generally what I've been working on lately and what I plan to work on next. So it's kind of like captain's log, blah, 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 worked on this thing, got that thing done. It was really awesome. Uh, hoping to get this other thing finished up soon. And then today I would like to work on X, Y, and Z. And you can actually create a checklist now in day one. I forget when they added that, but that's somewhat new. So you can actually create just a little checklist and basically use it as an impromptu task manager. So I just say, I'll next be working on X, Y, and Z. And those are little checkboxes. And I can go back to my captain's log at the end of the day or, or the next day, and I can check those off and see at a glance, what my progress is in this captain's log. Um, so I've been really happy with this. I sort of got the idea, in a sense, from listening to the Mac Power Users podcast. Uh, they've had a lot of episodes around productivity and even one all about day one in particular. 
I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, great episode. Uh, so if you're on a platform where you can use day one, I definitely recommend checking that out. And, uh, but you know, the, this captain's log idea, you can, you can use that in any way that you want in any note-taking app, basically. I mean, you could even have a folder in Dropbox or something like that and create text files. <laughs> so it's not a complicated process. Uh, the, the, the thing that makes it great is that it is a daily process. So, you know, ideally every day as you're working, you're maintaining this log. All right, folks, that's the bonus topic for today. So maybe this is the format going forward for this podcast off a main topic and then a fun bonus topic at the end. And we'll see how that goes. All right, we're out of time for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, you can go to jaredwhite.com slash podcast to find out more about the show and to subscribe to it. I also have a Patreon membership campaign that you can check out. And if you want to support the show, please become a patron and you will get the awesome person sticker of the year for doing so. (laughs) All right. So uh, thanks for listening and I will see you next time. Bye. Jerry Rachel.